Well, we're in for a treat today on the next episode of The Agile Within. We're covering the first four principles of the Agile Manifesto, diving in and discovering why they're so important to helping you be more agile on the next episode. Welcome to the podcast that challenges you from the inside. Come be more and discover the Agile Within. And now here's your host, Greg Miller. Episode, it's me, Greg, as usual. This is the first episode of 2021. Can't believe it's 2021 already. It's January, January 4th to be exact, and in my part of the world, it is a really beautiful sunny day today. I hope that's some indication of how the rest of the year will go for us. We are still in the midst of the pandemic in the world, and things are not looking too good. It's increasing and spreading more and more. However, there is a vi- there is a vaccine out, so hopefully that will settle things down. So on today's episode, I want to talk, as I said, uh, if you've listened to the earlier episode on the Agile Manifesto, today is we're going to break down the Agile Manifesto principles into three different episodes. This will be the first episode. There'll be two others that'll follow. I'm going to take four principles at a time, the first four principles, the next four, and then the next four. And I will read them, and we, I'll dive deeper into them as far as what they mean and what I believe you should get from them, the value you should get from them. On a previous episode, I mentioned that I used to teach this at a company I worked for. I would teach on the Agile Manifesto, and we would open in the, we had a beginner class and an advanced class. We opened the advanced class with, with this. We assigned one principle to every person in the class. Sometimes they paired up if there was uh, enough people, and sometimes uh, you, you got one by yourself. It depends on how many people were in the class. But we would go through each principle, and they would read it. <clears throat> each person would read it, talk about their interpretation, then reinterpret it in their own words, and talk about if they're doing this at their company, and uh, if not, how they can start doing this at their company, because I believe, as the title of this episode says, this is where it all starts. The Agile Manifesto, this is where Agile started before this, but this is the first on-paper 
manifesto that they came up with. So, and what I've heard is I've never heard that they're in order necessarily. If someone has heard that they're in order, please let me know. But I do know that the very first one um, does set the stage as far as what the other ones that follow as far as. So this has a lot to, this does have a lot to do with the behavior. If you're new to the show, even if you've been listening, that you know, this show is all about the behaviors needed for agile and the mindset changes. So we're going to dive into these. And uh, hopefully, I'll share some experiences with you and hopefully you get a lot out of it. So I'm just going to go ahead and read the first, four. I'm going to read one at a time. I'll read the first four here. We'll cover those four and then the others in subsequent episodes. So the first principle of the Agile Manifesto reads just like this. Our highest priority is to satisfy the customer through early and continuous delivery of valuable software. So I've heard before, as I mentioned, I've heard before that 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 one was placed there on purpose. Now, again, I don't know if the rest were, were there in any specific order. I don't know. But they come right out of the gate and say our highest priority, bang, satisfy the customer. So what that tells me and what I think, hope, a lot of you pick up on is that Everything you do, everything that follows, all the principles that follow after this should revolve around satisfying the customer. That's at the center of it, customer centricity. That's a big in safe in a lot of other models, customer centricity. If you're not doing it for the customer, then what are you doing? Why are you doing it? What value does it have? says early early and continuous delivery so early what does early mean early means that has to do in my opinion again it's it's my opinion it's how i'm interpreting it feel free to interpret it as you as you will but the way when i read this i think early means right don't wait right early so as quickly as you can right deliver early. So that has to do with prioritization. You have a product owner in Agile environment in Scrum. If you're using Scrum, you'd have a product owner. Prioritize your backlog for the most valuable software, right? And continuous delivery of valuable software. So put the, put the valuable want things at the top, right? Deliver those first, focus on those. Continuous delivery, iteration after iteration, sprint after sprint if you're in Scrum. If you're in Scrum, as you know, it goes two, three, four weeks, and the next one starts right after, and you, you, you keep that pace up, that continuous delivery. So the behaviors there are customer centricity, deliver early, prioritize the highest priority, behavior, your behavior behind that is on a backlog, move your, move your highest product backlog items to the top to satisfy the customer. It's all around that. Valuable software. If it's not valuable, why are we doing it? If, it has no, if you can't explain the value behind why you're doing something, why are you doing it? Maybe you shouldn't be doing it. Just something to think about. 
Continuous delivery, we continue doing it iteration after iteration, most valuable. They're prioritized. We deliver the first however many, go on to the next. Those are the next valuable, then the next valuable, the next valuable. Each iteration, the ones at the top get worked on, and then the next sprint, you have now these are now some new ones are top of the list, right? So the behavior there is delivered to the customer valuable software. And if you're not doing this at your company, you need to start doing it at your company. You need to start thinking about the customer. Don't think about, obviously, yourself. So it's all about the customer. Number two, second principle, welcome changing requirements, even late in development. Agile processes harness change for the customer's competitive advantage. This is two sentences long, and it mentions, mentions change twice. Changing requirements and change for, again, customer competitive advantage. So these may, in fact, be prioritized. Uh, I'm sure they gave some thought to it. The gentleman who met in Utah at Snowbird, I'm sure they, as I read through this now, I'm starting to think that they probably did put in some, I'm sure it wasn't just thrown up there. Uh, It had to have been prioritized. But if someone knows, uh, if they are, in fact, prioritized, I'd, I'd, I'd be interested in knowing that. I don't know everything. We're all learning together. So it says we welcome changing requirements, even late in development. Now, I've been in, in Agile for 10 years, and this one's always, to be frank, I have an issue with late, in de- even late in development, because I've personal experience on scrum teams that there is late and then there's too late in my opinion. So we, when you bring work into an iteration, you're working on it. Inevitably, most stories, some things will change in scope, out of scope, things happen. And sometimes developers would come to me if I'm a scrum master and say, this story is bigger than we thought. We need to change the story points on it or we need to we need to to make a second story to handle this other piece of work or what have you that happens quite a bit actually and that's okay so my my problem is late okay if it happens there it's in development fine gets in the testing okay gets in the testing we find if they find something it needs to be fixed okay if we missed a requirement okay we got to fix it that's fair enough that's okay as it moves along in the different environments, in my, we've had dev, in my experience, an integration, in integration environment and a staging and then a, a production. That seems to be typical. Most companies I've been to, some combination of that, a couple of different, multiple environments usually. Staging would replicate production, obviously, the closest to production that you can get. So if it's caught in staging when we're doing some smoke test or in UAT, that is, in my opinion, a little more difficult. Uh, we welcome it. We wel- That's fine. But the issue always arises. My, here's my issue is that they always ask, can we get it, can we get it in this iteration? And in, inevitably, I would say, no, it's too late. Uh, it's in UAT. If it's a new requirement that the business asks for, they're going to have to put in a new 
uh, product backlog item. If it's something that we missed, then we have a different conversation as well. We can say, okay, we could we could go back and do it, and it'll be the it'll get delayed, the release possibly, the sprint. It won't get done in this sprint, or um, we can do a new story. And uh, when would you like it? Would you like it next sprint, or when would you like it next iteration? So that's usually a conversation I've had. So I think I mean late. Yes, we welcome the requirement, but it's it's a matter of when when can we get it done is is the issue that I've had. So agile processes harness change. I think most of us, if you've been in agile long enough, you know that it's all about change. If you're new to agile, and a lot of a lot of people are uh, entering the uh, agile space as agile becomes more and more prevalent, even with the stay at home, I think it becomes even more. It harnesses change for the customer's competitive advantage. That's the second sentence. Agile processes harness change for the customer's competitive advantage. So if you look at the pandemic, it's been a, probably a great example of that. I think it really brought out the, the uh, feedback I've gotten at companies I've been at. A lot of you know I was laid off during the pandemic and found a new job, fortunately. But it, it, the company I was with, it forced them to make a, um, a kind of a, well, a, a pivot sooner than they wanted to. They were heading down the digital road anyway, and they were going to get to this point anyway. This just hastened it. So they didn't necessarily make a uh, 180 pivot and go a completely different direction. They kind of went, you know, 90 degrees maybe or 45, a little bit off their course. So it forced them to uh, move up their digital. They were in the automotive industry, move up their digital paperless processes. So, but without agile, they, if they were in waterfall, they would have, they would have been really in, in some deep stuff there, I believe, because they were able to pivot. This was in March, April, so it was around their quarter. We were doing quarterly planning. We were doing safe there. And they reprioritized their entire backlog, had big meetings, and they did it quite quickly, within a couple of weeks. It was very impressive. So without that, they wouldn't have been able to um, harness that change. So again, for their customers competitive, they had customers that were, that some used paper, some were digital, but this helped them. A lot of those dealerships could have gone out of business. Literally, they were closing. Uh, due to COVID. So now with this, they were able to go paperless, which meant if you wanted to buy a car, you didn't have to go into the dealership. You could just do it online from your house and even bring cars to your house. Um, that was very cool. Uh, they bring cars to your house, do a test drive and um, sign on the laptop and off you go. Everything's digital. So that hastened that. So that, that company really uh, kept them in, it kept them Maybe not from going out of business, but it 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 kept them from suffering more than they would have had to. So that's the second principle. The third principle: deliver working software frequently, from a couple of weeks to a couple of months, with a preference to the shorter time scale. This references back to the first one where it says early and continuous delivery. So early, if you're doing Scrum, typically. The standard is two weeks. Most that's that's pretty typical. Uh, there's also one 
three and four week iterations. I've done two, three, and four. And I doing the four was out of necessity. It wasn't because we wanted to. It was because of staffing issues with with people and I had five teams. I was the only scrum master. And it was just a matter of frankly availability. I couldn't be everywhere at once. And we asked the business if we could go to a three or four week sprint. And feeling that having been in a two week mainly it, it does seem long. It's twice as long. And people think they can get twice as much work done. And that's not always the case. So deliver software frequently. You don't have to release it. If you're doing Scrum, Scrum says potentially shippable in whatever your time frame is. So from a couple of weeks to a couple of months. So there's a difference between deploying and releasing. You can deploy to production uh, dark feature toggles, and then you can release it when you turn it on whenever you want it to. So, or it can just sit in a stage environment waiting for whenever, whenever we have, whenever the PO or the business want, want to release it. So preference to the shorter scale. That's right. We want to do it um, one to two weeks, usually two weeks, uh, iterations, potentially shippable. And uh, the behavior there is trying to get good at that continuous delivery, being able to bring in enough work that you can get done in whatever time frame you have. And you can do this in your life. I know a lot of people that do a lot of people that do this in their life. They have Kanban boards, they put up stickies. Uh, I have one at my desk at home here. I got a new whiteboard for Christmas. I have a to do in progress done. And I put the work on stickies and I move it across the board. I do it for work and I do it for my personal life. It it really helps me stay organized. I'd recommend you you try that if you've not done that. It can be very helpful. The fourth principle, business people and developers must work together daily throughout the project. I want to say that one more time. Business people and developers must work together daily throughout the project. I said that twice for a reason because I want that to sink in. This is a big behavior change needed for Agile. The business and developers working together, collaborating, communicating every single day if possible. Now, in a Scrum environment, you're going to have a product owner who's going to be that liaison between the business and the developer, the development team. I've been a BA for a while, early on, and I was also the liaison there. I met with the business and I handled the requirements. So there should be somebody communicating between the teams, the business and the, and the dev team, Hopefully, at least every day, the daily stand-up, the daily scrum, if you're doing it, if you're doing safe, or sorry, if you're doing scrum, is the time, a time for that. Product owner is usually on the call. He or she isn't, is welcomed, invited to be on the call. So that person is hearing what's going on on the daily, and they can then 
go back and communicate to the business and they can communicate to us what they know. So behavior change there, communication, no more siloed, throwing work over the wall and hoping at the end of six months, if you're in waterfall, that we deliver what's being asked of us as a, as it development team. This is a big one. This is a very big one because it's a big, it's a big shift. If you're used to working in waterfall and not, not that you're not communicating because you are, but not as well as you could be. Um, I challenge everyone to think about your interactions with other people. If you're new to, if you're new to agile, um, this is very big. You need to be communicating with your business and as a dev team. If you're not communicating with the dev team, that's a, another big issue too that your scrum master should be taking up. I found that a lot of issues can be resolved or worsened by communication, lack of or high communication. Sometimes simple communication can cause uh, small issues to not become issues anymore or not become bigger issues. So just because someone thinks what should be done and and it, it goes with it, just clear communication, be honest. Honesty, clear communication, transparent, what you're working on to the business. If you can't, if you can't get something done, you have to be able to say no. You have to be able to say no too the business sometimes and be honest, we, we can't get it done. And, uh, that's a hard, that's a hard conversation to have. So these are the first four principles of the agile manifesto. They're very powerful. They kick us off in the right direction. We've talked about customer centricity, change, delivering frequently and communicating, collaborating daily or very frequently between the business and the dev team. So I hope you've enjoyed this on the next episode. We will be covering the next four, the middle four. There are 12. That'll get us to eight. And then the last four will be on the two episodes from now on the Agile Manifesto. So thank you for joining us. This is Greg. As always, reach out to me. I'm on Twitter, The Agile Within. My website, Greg Miller, at The Agile Within. That's my email, sorry. I do have a website, The Agile Within. And you can get a hold of me on Facebook too, The Agile Within. And LinkedIn, find me on LinkedIn, Gregory Miller. I'd be happy to uh, love to connect with you and make more contacts and get to know you better. So as always, if you have any suggestions, please get a hold of me, any ideas, any comments for the shows. I'd love to hear that, how you like the shows, how you think it's going. If I've helped you in any way, that's great. That's what this is all about, to help people. Until the next episode,